What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. I want to beat Jonathan Silverman's ass in this movie. That reporter guy from Michigan? Would, would scoop it up be a good term here? Writing that extra line means one less line of cocaine you could do. <laughs> Hello and welcome. We are back from theballerlifestyle.com. It's the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. My name is Brian Beckner. Thank you very much for joining the program for a special movie review edition of the show. I am joined now, as I am each and every week, by Mr. Ed Daly. Ed, what's up? Uh, how's it going? I remember seeing this in the theaters and having a much different feeling about it than I did uh, two days ago or three days ago. Yeah, it's a real piece of shit. It's not as bad as Howard the Duck, but it's, no, it's up there. It's not. It's not, or, it's not or, great. Or down there. Uh, we are also joined by, as someone who messaged me once about the guests on the show, that reporter guy from Michigan. He is a well-known friend of the show. He's reviewed movies with us before. He's co-hosted. He is a great dude. He gave me this shitty mixing board that I'm recording on right now. Star shit. His name is Mark the Nomad. Mark, what's up, dude? Hey, hey how you doing, man? Thanks for having me on. Um, in honor of this episode, I'm wearing khaki shorts, a long sleeve shirt, and a blazer. Oh, <laughs> Shoulder what, pads? What? Yep. Can we backtrack? What was the reporter? What was all that? Michigan reporter? Oh. Know, somebody, somebody was <laughs> messaging me about they wanted to come on the show or something, and, and they said... I've. Um, they mentioned that who's that um, reporter from Michigan, and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Mitch Allen, talking about, talking about the vasectomy guy. Yeah. Speaking oh. of that, I wanted to get to that. For those of you that listen to the show, that you're regular listeners, you know Mark's been on the show. You know, um, if or if you don't know, well, I'll just recap for you. At one point, Mark had a couple of children, which is like the maximum amount you need. No one really needs more than two unless children. Unless you're a frontiersman, right? Right. Yeah. Well, unless you're concerned, unless you need help working the farm, right? So right. Uh, Mark had two children. And then this was a little hazy, but really without discussing it with anybody, which is yeah. – it's that could be a whole show right there. He made an appointment and went went down and like a good human being, like like a uh, like someone that recognizes that they're sharing this this miraculous ball of life that we're all on. He decided, hey, I've I've added enough to the population. I'm gonna go get my nuts clipped, and he did. It, but then he it, it it was realized that he and his family weren't complete yet and he would need to add to that family so he drove to oklahoma and was preyed upon not he did the, the trail of tears right not yep. he, remix he, he was preyed upon both meanings yeah. by a by a christian 
Oklahoma urologist who dust bowled his nuts back together. And then he was able to have how many more kids? Mark? Two more. Two more. Two more. So he, doubled he just up. doubled it. He doubled the, uh, up. What a fuck. That guy blessed the hell out of my scrotum. That is so- nah. And so that was the last time we spoke, or that was the last well, time we yeah. dis- discussed your ball sack, Mark. Yeah. What is there any news on that front? I've heard that something may have changed. What's going on there? I am a two-time vasectomy champion. I have recut the lines. We wow. have, was the, was the, yeah. there a sojourn to the Midwest so, this time? No, 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 no. It was a much shorter trip. I, I did have to go out of state again. Uh, it required a trip to Atlanta Whoa. to get the, uh, the the deal done because uh, can't happen in Florida. Well, Insurance? no, no, no doctors in Florida. Well, there is a, it's a two front here. Number one, oh my god, um, my insurance. I work for a very conservative Catholic organization who does not be, they eliminate any birth control, male or female, into the process because insurance companies. Usually, yeah, love a vasectomy yeah, more than yeah, anything. They love it. Correct. Yeah. I I paid for pretty much any procedure I've ever had, except for that. They're like, please, yeah, come get a yeah. cut. I thought Barry Obama made it so that Jesus couldn't get in the way of ball clippings. Apparently not. No, no yeah. not here in Florida. But uh, because it was the second go around, if you don't get a very uh, thorough and professional and experienced doctor there's a chance one of your balls could turn black and fall off. Shut so, the fuck up. So you don't get one, it done right. You're one shy of Chuck Woolery's record because he just bragged about having three. Yeah, when I saw that, I was like, this fucking guy, Meg, like, stay stay out of my arena, buddy. This is like, I don't really need your weird, like, he's had two reversals, apparently. And I, I call bullshit. Terrible too. He's terrible. Yeah, he's the um, I, I will defend you though. Without when you said uh, he didn't get consultation, my uh, second son was born in late December and definitely before Martin Luther King Day. And I already made the appointment to get <laughs> snipped. Yeah, yeah, good idea. And, but there's like some rule that if it, it was weird because it's New York State where I mean I got it in New York City. Uh, they're like, since you're under. 40 or something you yeah. need to wait two weeks or yeah. something like that like i yeah. think it out period yeah it's like when like, no, it's like when they show you the aborted fetuses and stuff they're like hey you got to make sure you really want to do this oh christian on me but they did make me wait two weeks and then that two weeks later i said okay so just make the, the appointment exactly 14 days from now <laughs> and uh i felt like i was in good hands because the guy's name was dr wiener yeah and uh, uh yeah you know, I, I have no more kids, so I guess he ripped out my plumbing effectively. Yeah, Mark. I'll you- give you one last quote. Yep. Um, this The second procedure, he's like, when I sat down and talked to the guy, and I was like, this is vasectomy reversal, vasectomy again. He's like, it's fine. I've done that before. Yeah. Um, but like the dude was down there aggressively you just feel beating the shit out of my balls. Yeah. And I, I stopped and took the, like, the pad off my eyes, and I'm like, hey, buddy, like what the fuck like what is going on yeah. and he's like there's a lot of scar tissue down here you've had a lot of blades what? on your your balls <laughs> so this is taking a little bit longer so you need to chill out it was, just, it was a weird feeling because you I, I was numb but you feel tugging you feel yeah, stuff yeah you do feel the tugging yeah yeah i mean weird this guy feeling. was 
sandbagging my balls like Apollo Creed. And I was like, can you please just wrap it up? Uh, this is a good transition to the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, hold on. I'm just making 30, notes. 30 year anniversary, by the way. Yeah, so we're we just re- hit it. July fifth was the anniversary. We're uh, yeah, it's always fun to do these things on anniversaries. We are reviewing this week. We haven't said it. The nineteen eighty nine classic, mm. um, cocaine fueled hallucination that ended orgy up, of a movie that ended up being a movie. Weekend at Bernie's. Uh, the I'll just read the Wikipedia 1989 American black comedy. I'd say it's neither um, film directed by Ted Kotcheff and written by Robert Klain. The Ted Kotcheff and the Robert Klain the <laughs> film stars Andrew McCarthy and Jonathan Jonathan Silverman as young insurance corporation employees who discover their boss Bernie dead. While attempting to convince people that Bernie is still alive, never really get a clear reasoning behind that decision. We'll get into that. They discover that Bernie had ordered their deaths to cover up his embezzlement. It received mixed critical response, but was a financial success. Guys, your guesses, if you haven't, if you haven't already looked, Ed Daly, give me a guess. What do you think Weekend at Bernie's made? At the box office in 1989. Well, back then, like not a ton of money meant something. So I'm going to say, I I mean, again, I was uh, uh, 13 when that movie came out. So this was specifically for me. Um, I would say it made $35 million. Okay. Mark Mm. the Nomad, that reporter from Michigan. (laughs) What? Do you guess you're a little bit younger than we are? What do you think? I would think? say like 18. 18, 18 million? to 20. Price is right rules. Ed Daly is closer. Oh, wait, Ed Daly went over. Mark the Nomad. Oh. You win by virtue of Price is right rules. $30 million on a $15 million budget. Huge success. Huge success back then. So much so that it inspired a sequel work weekend at Bernie's too. I hope these guys got a lot of money because neither. I definitely saw the sequel, but I can't imagine how it, I mean, this is an implausible movie, but how how does it get out of police custody? I I don't remember how that one worked out. Yeah. I don't either. I don't, I feel like I might've seen it, but it was, um, Right, it was a time in my life when I was smoking a lot of weed, so I don't really remember. I definitely saw the first one. I uh, saw this one in the theaters. I definitely didn't see the second in the theaters, so at least I can take pride that I didn't pay money for it. I want to say this was also like a point in time where they decided to sequel the hell out of a lot of popular right. movies. Like, right. isn't this unlike today like- where there's no sequels? Oh uh, well, <laughs> we just get a new Marvel movie like every six weeks. Right. Um, but like, uh, this is around the same time. Like there was another 48 hours, like I, uh, another right. stakeout, yeah. you know, like, yeah. uh, it was just like, there were some Team pretty Wolf good two. classic Team movies Wolf. in the eighties. Yeah. yeah. Team Wolf 2, Jason Bateman. Caddyshack 2. Uh, the worst sequel of all sequels. Yeah. That's oh, the worst. Pretty bad. It's yeah. terrible. I did um, see that in the So the film stars, as we said, Jonathan Silverman, who had a, like a little career going at the time. 
You know, yeah. I think yeah. he got I think he got priced out of the market. And, you know, this is this is Hollywood saying we can be behind the, the scenes, but there's really only a market for one prominent Jewish actor. Right. And so I think he got priced out by Adam Goldberg. Hmm. You know, like I had you never right, saw quite a bit younger, though, and a much better you know, actor. Saying, after, after Saving Private Ryan, you never because I know yeah. he had like a, a Thursday night sitcom, Jonathan Silverman, the single guy. He, yeah, yeah, it was but on then, after Friends. I'm just saying, see, once, that was what I thought. Once Adam Goldberg, once Adam Goldberg appeared in Saving Private Ryan and Days and Confused, you never saw Jonathan Silverman again. No. Never. No. True. You haven't seen. I, him. I watched this movie only about three hours ago and throughout the whole thing i was like whoever wrote friends the show friends was like why don't we take that asshole from weekend at bernie's and make him ross yes because they're the same person yeah that is a good good point um so okay let's get into it the movie starts and it's um a super it's they're in manhattan but you're you're already you already know you're in for trouble because the opening credits looks like a high school AV cu- club yeah. credits like yeah. like it's almost like poor, uh, poor man's full house yeah. graphics yes really bad yeah um uh what's the one small wonder looks like it made yeah. on the same same system as small wonder hold on let me I always forget to do this let me play the trailer and then we'll get into it. Don't you see? Don't you see? We just uncovered a $2 million error. We're going to be heroes. We're going up the corporate ladder. It appears as if somebody's trying to defraud the company. Somebody tried to smoke it past the wrong guy. Very, very good work. How would you two like to come to my house at the beach? Love to. For Larry and Richard. How are you? This is a place to die for. You have to kill them, Vito. A little rusty, but it'll come back to me. What? Should we just walk in? But what they don't realize. No, we'll stand out here all weekend. Come on, we're out here. Is while they're checking in. Forget the accident with the two guys. Take care of Lomax. Bernie Lomax will be checking out. Oh my God! What kind of a host invites you to his house for the weekend and dies on you? I don't know. Lomax told whoever he's talking to not to kill us if he's around, right? Yeah, yeah, but Lomax is dead. He's not around anybody yeah. anymore. <laughs> I know that. You know that. Nobody else knows that. Huh? Oh! Where's Bernie? It looks good enough. Let's go. Uh-oh. Larry, what? Huh? Oh. <laughs> really? Oh, Bernie! Hey, Bernie, just like last week, huh? Oh! Okay, you guys get the you picture. Animal, you yeah. Tells the whole story. Great soundtrack. Great. No. Amazing 80s white reggae band. Who's who? Um, so it starts at they're in Manhattan and they're on their way to work and it's Saturday and it's really hot. And there's loads of ways you can tell it's really hot. They're opening up the fire hydrants. Yeah. That's a very mm-hmm. 80s hot. New York scene. Yeah, there's with. that there's that thing where the guys out like the um the soup building superintendents outside watering down the sidewalk and right. he accidentally turns and like blasts somebody with the hose. <laughs> oh, sorry. That happens. And I, Very I, zany. 
Yeah. I, I've, I've lived through some hot days. I don't remember the wet sidewalk really helping. No, no. <laughs> There's a couple <laughs> things. Then they, um, I don't know if you guys noticed this massive height discrepancy between Jonathan Silverman and McCarthy. Is Silverman like six, six and we just don't know about it. Or is Andrew McCarthy five, one and a half because <laughs> it's really, it's not so evident the rest of the movie, but as they're walking to work, they're not able to hide it. And Jonathan Silverman is huge compared to Andrew McCarthy. Um, there's that, there's that thing that happens in every New York movie where they're, um, they get mugged. They're like walking through Central Park and a white guy, white guy jumps out with a gun, but they're New Yorkers. So they're like, Hey, get out. Get the We're fuck too out cool of here. for this. Yeah. 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 And got, I, I would point out on this excessively hot day, Andrew McCarthy's wearing layers. Well, Usually a bad this, move. This happens throughout. This He's wearing layers, but then. Also on that hot Saturday where you don't need to be dressed up, Jonathan Silverman's in a full tie, like yeah. full outfit. Yeah, they're so they're go, that's the, that's the premise is they're going to work on a Saturday and then they get to the building and they're like, "I these cheap bastards, they turn the air conditioning off on the weekend." Uh that's that's a health emergency. You can't do that. That's murder. Like someone could yeah. die if you turn off the air conditioning on a hot day like that. Um but then they're then they get three computers. I bet they did it. I yeah. bet that actually is truthful because now they're protecting their right. equipment. Servers. Back then, yeah. they probably didn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But they they try hard to establish the uh, odd couple vibe. The oh, Felix yeah. Unger. Oh, for sure. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Silverman Richard. He's real straight laced, and you could tell because he's wearing a suit on a Saturday, and he really wants to get to the office. And I'm not sure why. Andrew McCarthy's even accompanying him because he's not, he's not there to work. He's not dressed for work. And then they get to work and immediately he's like, let's go to the beach. And then, um, yeah. And I was just going to say, uh, the, the other thing, since I'm assuming you're going to be running another movie before this one, Andrew McCarthy continues a theme from a previous movie. No, this is, this will be, I think that we'll do this one first. Okay, well so, then he's yeah. setting a tone. Yes, dude loves his heaters. He guy smokes. Guy has might a written come up yeah. again. Might contract. come up again. People dude loves his heaters. Yeah, people don't smoke uh, in the movies now like they used to back then. It turns out it's really bad for you and sets a bad example. But, in, but he did it in every scene. Yes. Yeah, he's just <laughs> loves his heaters. He's burning. So they're at, they're at the office and he's, he wants to play hooky. He's like, come on, they've been there two minutes and it's, um, dot matrix days where they're, where everything's printed out on those real wide format. Uh, with the pages. holes on the sides. Yeah. The holes on the side. And they're like pouring over forms or this is the kind of shit that they do at insur- insurance companies. Apparently they look at a lot of numbers on, on forms. And then, uh, Andrew McCarthy's like, let's go to the beach. And then the next scene, this is they do this in a lot of movies where it's a real close up and you could tell they have their sunglasses on and Andrew McCarthy's drinking a beer and they're um they're in they're sitting in beach chairs and you're like, Oh yeah, um you see umbrellas and what's what's his name? Jonathan Silverman's still pouring over his forms and then they then they back the camera out, they zoom out. And you you realize that they're they didn't go to the beach. They didn't go to the Jones Beach. They're city guys. They they went up to the fucking roof of the building. Guys, 
is there a worse place on a hot day to be than the fucking roof of a very tall building? The worst. Yeah. The worst. They're like tiptoeing around melting tar. Melting tar. I, I was like, ah, ah. and they're getting it all over their figures. Yes, they're, they're very, very odd choice. The only choice I could appreciate is on a hot day they were just drinking some banquet oh, beers. I like that. I like that. It was, but yes. wouldn't it be better, like back at somebody's house in air conditioning? Yes. So it's it's very. You're allowed to drink at home. It's just take the figures home. It's very reminiscent of. Shawshank Redemption, where they, where Dufresne, they, they tar the roof and Dufresne's like, I just, as a reward, just get some beers for all my guys here. And they're, but see, those guys were in prison. These two dudes just work at an insurance company and they're up there on the roof drinking beer for some reason. It's just a, an insane turn. Like you would want to go inside. Wouldn't he be like, let's go to a movie or somewhere with air conditioning? Right. Not the roof of a tunnel. I just have to say something the really quick. The food court at the mall would be yes, cool. Anywhere, yeah, mall. But, great idea. Yes, but Mark. While you were while you were oh, on no. uh, Shawshank, I just want to point out, yes, I mean, they, they went to the roof to escape all the rape and mean guards and everything. <laughs> but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something unpopular. I know everyone loves that movie. I can't watch that movie without wanting to scream shut the fuck up to... Morgan Freeman. Yeah. He doesn't shut the fuck up. Yeah. He's talking the whole goddamn movie. Does, and he's he, like saying shit that doesn't need to be said. Well, we enjoyed those beers. Well, we're yeah. watching him drink yeah. the beer. You fucking <laughs> chatterbox. Shut up. He, shut he, your goddamn He narrates it, right? It's narrated by yeah. Morgan yes, but Freeman. But it doesn't yeah. need to, not every scene needs to be narrated. Yeah. But let the establishing shot establish something. Let it breathe. Give it to Keith Jackson. We totally enjoyed agree. that beer just look he's smiling and drinking a beer we get it i'll say something else unpopular shawshank redemption it's just okay like i saw it once don't need to see it again and and if i see that it's on tv i don't stop on it i don't stop to watch because i don't care i've seen it i don't need to see it again it's not it's not canon for your boy mark the nomad you had some thoughts you know um i you know as a, a lifelong listener of this podcast in terms of this movie, uh, like the Travis Rogers scale of Daniel LaRusa to Big John from Camp I Me Love, uh, I want to beat Jonathan Silverman's ass. Oh, in this really? Movie. Like, there's no, I, I hate this guy. Every scene he's in and the way he talks and behaves, I want, I, I want to beat this guy's ass. I can't stand yeah, he's his character. Super whiny. Yeah, he's he's a wet blanket, but. At, at the same time, they as they're telling the story, they want you to pull for him to get the girl. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah that's, that's no way. Well, we're no. gonna we're gonna get to that because he does some unforgivable shit that you could never start a relationship with, and it just he shows you what a piece of shit he is in just a few minutes. Um, oh, so we so they discover a two million dollar uh, accounting error discrepancy. In yeah, the discrepancy. Figures. It's not. It's uh. It's they're it, they're an insurance company and they've paid out. Uh, the same policy a couple of times. And so you can see where this is going. And then, but they also learn that um, we learned that Jonathan Silverman's super horny for some chick that works in the office. And um, I didn't, I'm like, where do I know this chick from? And she's the chick. She's the love interest in the last Starfighter. You guys don't remember the last. Oh, movie? I didn't. I, I did try to figure out who she was, but and, I never, Went on IMDb. I did. Kath- I couldn't place her. She, she wasn't. Mary she Stewart. wasn't. 
She wasn't exciting enough to go to IMDb. Yeah, I couldn't decide. <laughs> she's a bit handsome. She's got the square she's jaw. She's handsome. Yeah, and, but she's got a pretty good and body. she's wearing very 80s. Yeah, but she's so 80s that it's the not. That's hair. Unless you're spectacular looking. If yeah. you're Heather Thomas, the 80s thing, you can fight through it. Right. This one, she just was kind of ha- handsome. I couldn't decide if I wanted to get it in. And so Ed says no. Mark the Nomad, what do you think? Do I want to get it oh, in? I still say yes. Oh, Ed I says mean, yes. He, but yeah. he's lukewarm. It's a lukewarm yes. Mark the Nomad. Do, what do you would, think? She's would a little scoop handsome. it up be a good yeah, term here? Yeah, would I would scoop? Good, yeah. Would you scoop? Yeah, I would. Uh, um, I don't know. I, I was like, I have to know who this person is because when I don't recognize this person – I have to find out. And I was shocked to learn that like for the girl that was getting ready to go back to college, she's 30 in this movie. Like, she was a 30 year old. She didn't look like yeah. she was um, college age, yeah. which was annoying. She's like, uh, it was like just a summer job again, just like the writers there as you're producing it. And so you've cast a, a broad that looks a little too old to be going back to college. So just change the fucking, st- you've got to change one line in the movie. So people aren't taken out of it in that moment. You could say, Oh, that, I took another that job. Would, that writing that extra line means one less line of cocaine. You <laughs> <can do. laughs> one true. No, there's no, they're not doing that. Uh, I like the Monday morning when they're, they're deciding like, all right, we're going to go into the office and establish that we found this thing over the weekend. And they do the walk through the uh, the lobby of the building. And now uh, both of them are wearing ties and you see business people in the lobby. And randomly you see these businessmen wearing shorts and t- and hiked up black socks. Yeah, I don't right. I don't know what they were doing. And you also see Andrew McCarthy with a heater on his way to work. I feel like this is a very weird time in the 80s. Like the, if this they didn't know, are, are we still in this? greed wall street debauchery time or are we transitioning to a new era this is like early bush years but like it reminded me so much of like ruthless people where it was like let's just have everything over the top because we're trying to hold on to the 80s as much as humanly possible as we drift into the 90s because none of the outfits make sense and the wardrobes are terrible and it's it it's is it just that time in the 80s so I remember yeah, I, like, like, New Wave is gone by this time, right? Yes. Pretty much. It, the I think it's, you know, uh, the, the, the amount of clown powder was inversely proportional to the subtlety of, of things. So nothing was subtle. Everything was just big and stupid. Yeah, totally agree. It was a weird, well, it was, the, it was 1989. So it was the end of the 80s. We're sort of moving out. We're in, we're, we're, Falls deep in AIDS at that time. It was it was a weird time. Uh, so there's oh yeah, he's horny for the chick. Um, and then the guy, but he are, can't talk to her, right? He like can't, he just freezes up. He can't talk to her. But also they're fucking eight inches from her in the in the elevator talking about her. She can clearly hear them talk about her. Like the ice is already broken. You're afraid to talk to her. Now you could just go fucking talk to her. Who cares? Because she's already heard you talking. Um, and they make they turn that elevator into a Japanese subway where everyone's packed in. I I've been in some crowded uh, elevators. I've never been in one with thirty people. No, it was overloaded. <laughs> it's clearly overloaded. It was, it was dangerous. Um. So of uh, uh, 
hold on. Oh yeah. So finally we meet Bernie. So they're, um, they come to work and they're like, we're getting promoted. Shit's happening for us. All we got to do is talk to the boss, Bernie, and he's going to fucking love us because he's definite. He didn't steal this money. So he's going to love what we're doing. And, uh, but Bernie's of course too busy for him. He's a real swinging dick. Like he's one of these guys. He's kind of like a, a an, an eighties insurance Don Draper. Like he, he gets to work. He lights a cig. He's pours a cocktail. Uh, and then the next you see him, he's at lunch in his Porsche. He's, he's taking some floozy to lunch at some, uh, some, uh, cafe. Uh, and then, but then eventually and he's smoking a cigarillo. He's smoking a little brown cigarillo, not a not yeah, a yeah. regular heater. Yeah, yeah, he's got one of those going, which is it's the kind of cigarette he would smoke. I think that's really on uh, on point for Bernie there. Um, and so they finally get a meeting with him, and then they allude to it, uh, like they're like, "Hey, let me show you these figures on this large format printed paper with tar all over it." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, <laughs> tell me about it." And then he bounces into the bathroom, and he. Does a bump, right? I mean, this is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he, he goes in, he does a little key hit, and he comes out, and he's like, <sighs> he's like uh, fixing his sinuses, and it's this Bernie, this this Bernie is a guy I feel like I could get along with, and the same with uh, Andrew McCarthy, Larry. I feel like Jonathan Silverman, Richard, was kind of the one that was the squeaky wheel here. Like if he wasn't there. And it was just Bernie and Larry. Oh, these Larry two, would be totally cool with it. Yeah, these two two dudes could get something going, but no, it's this do-gooder guy that's ruining everything. Of course. Um, so they they point out the thing, and then Bernie's like, "You guys are fucking awesome. This is great. Why don't you guys come to my beach house with me?" And it's but it's clear to us, the viewer, that Bernie is the one that skimmed this two million dollars off the comp off the company. Um, cut to Bernie's at dinner with some gangsters. Okay. Now, I, uh, there's yeah. a lot happening. Now, here's, there's a lot. But, well, it's a weird yeah. scene. Yeah. Let me, let me just say, uh, we, we've talked about this. There are certain things that happened during our childhood in movies that I thought would happen in adulthood. <laughs> the footsie foot, uh, giving you a sort of hand job thing the, that happened in every movie there was a lot for like seven straight years. There's a lot of it. I and don't it, see it happening that much. And also, not not a real win. Like unless you're one of these feet guys, unless you're like, unless you went to right. the University of Arizona and you're a Pike and you're really into feet. The uh, the or ish. N- no. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, there's no one. There's because you that's your balls are right there unless you're very very adept with your feet like one of those Chinese jugglers that's a that's yes. like that throws like vases around with their feet and it's very oh, like impressive. Red panda who's who's doing yeah. with the <laughs> yes yeah so it's just there's She's not the a, there's not a big uh, win there and I don't know what's and I like I like the. Yeah. Well, I was going to say the, the person doing the the foot hand job thing. I don't know if it's called a foot job, foot job. but uh, she's she's Jennifer Tilly's stunt double. Oh, yeah, yeah. She, she's the she's in a in a movie filled with just terrible performances. Like some, <laughs> like if you had to to list 
five of the worst performances you'd ever seen in a movie. At least two of them would be in this movie. This chick, she's in like three scenes. She is so over the top, terrible. She's the worst thing in this movie by a hundred miles. She's so awful. And we'll get to that more when she shows up more. But she's so the um, Vito, who's like the bad guy. It's like Vito or something. It's something. One of those stereotypical names. monster. Name. I think it is Vito. It might it be is, Vito. That's uh, his girlfriend, and his his girlfriend wants for some reason wants to fuck Bernie, and we're we're given the idea that they are um shady business partners. He's announced that he needs them killed, but he needs uh, Larry and Richard killed because they found find out his um his skimming his his subterfuge. But it, this is what I want to know: the actual restaurant that they're in like these are italian guys you picture it being like uh like a corner booth yeah like sparks where uh where uh the gambino boss was gunned down yes yes like a quiet like a place they go where they're known where they walk in and they grease the mater d they're at i don't it's not. Uh, it's not clear. What it looks like they're on the set of Moonlighting. Yeah, yeah. it's just yeah. like all bright and, and there's nothing. It's going they're at like a Shells, like a seafood Denny's. Yes, it's very. <laughs> yes, it's very 80s. There's like rose color carpet and black lacquer furniture, and it's fucking completely full every table, and it's lit up. It's so bright in there, and this Bernie's just openly talking about murder, well within the contact of tables nearby that's a mistake in my opinion like how how did how did they decide this was a good idea was everybody so coked up that they're like hey let's just put it in like a the busiest restaurant you can think of did you guys find that odd definitely and i will also point out that Vito was a cool rings guy (laughs) and didn't look very italian like is that the most italian looking guy you could find he looked german yeah (laughs) he looked looked very waspy he looked like yeah. there's a good chance he had zero percent Italian if he did the uh, the uh, the uh, DNA test. Is he cutting his bread and then his burger? And- <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, so Bernie's very casual about murder. He's like, "Hey, look, there's just whack these two guys. Like, just take care of them. Uh, just make sure I'm not involved." And Vito's like, "Whoa, hold on! Like, we, you know, we don't just do that." But eventually, it is decided that they'll kill the guys. And then, as soon as they agree to kill them. There's no, no, I didn't see a check get dropped. I didn't see dessert offered. There was no aperitif. Uh, people were still eating their meal. Bernie pops up. He's like, all right, well, I got to go. Thanks. And then he just fucking leaves the table immediately followed by Vito's girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. Tilly stunt double just get, and she lived, she gives the, the big lipstick on the cheek, like an exact lip yes. mark on his cheek. Yeah. Very odd. It was so strange. They're having an affair and Vito knows about it. So Vito tells his henchmen, look, actually just kill Lomax. Don't kill the two kids. I don't care about them. This guy's uh, banging my girlfriend. Let just kill him instead. And they're like, all right, no problem. Now Uh, the hitman, this isn't his most famous role. Okay, hold on. So I thought the hitman was the... um, not uh, the guy from Barney Miller. I was convinced it was Raul Julia. I was like, wow, look at him slumming. He does kind of look like Raul Julia. I thought it was the guy from Happy Gilmore 
that um that's always <laughs> the Volkswagen uh, jackass. Guy? Yeah, you jackass that's always trying to screw no, up Shooter that's, McGavin. That's, that's the guy from SCTV. Yeah, that's, that's uh, what's his name? Joe something. So I looked yeah. him up, and it wasn't him. What's this guy's most famous role? He rented Anna and Kelly the beach house on Nine Air Two One Zero. I was like, I know that guy. Wait, was this Manhattan? Was this the college years when they were working at the? um, He lived in Manhattan Beach at that like colossal house. Yeah, and they were going to like California State or something, and they were running the beach club. Yeah, CSU Condors. CSU, that's what it was. Uh, yeah. So he's gonna do. He's he's agreed to do the deal, even though he's rusty at doing murders. He announces. Um, so then Jonathan's on his date, and if you don't, and I, I get where Mark's coming from here because this Jonathan, he's on a date, and the the handsome chick from Last Starfighter, she's wearing a sundress because it's it's oh that's the other thing. Um, Bernie announces that it's Labor Day, so you really you get okay, yeah, it's super fucking hot out because it's Labor Day. So he's like, come to my house for Labor Day. So they're out on a date, and um, Jonathan takes her to some some. Jewish, they try to make a Jew Chinese Hunan. Yeah, they try to make like a Jewish Chinese joke. It didn't really go over. And she's the chick's got, and like, he's do, he's dropping a lot of borscht belt comedy. It's bad, really unfunny shit. And then this um this Gwen, she's got a sundress on, and she's a little handsome, but the body is right. Yeah, she she's she's good looking. I think she's yeah. just got bad yeah. style. It was it was a bad time. The ha- uh, they didn't do any favors with the hair. It yeah. was just a, the hair was that's the terrible 80s, hair. She had the bangs. So he, so this Jonathan, he doesn't, I don't know if he's ever been out with a chick before, but he had clearly no plans to score because before it's foreshadowed earlier, he lets Andrew McCarthy know, he's like, Hey, I've worked it out. I'm going to make something happen with Gwen. And, uh, and Andrew McCarthy's like, look, you live with your parents, loser. Want to use my place to tap that. And he's like, no, your place is too disgusting. So he, um, he does, he's got no plan for after dinner. He's like, oh, you know, we could just walk around. or And she's like, well, I got five roommates, so we can't really go back to my place. And he doesn't want to say he lives with his parents. But then he just takes her back to his – because his parents are asleep. Apparently it's late. He takes her back to his parents' house and acts like it's his. And he tries to pull this whole subterfuge on her. her his dad gets up in the middle of the night. He claims it's his butler. The whole thing is just a fucking mess. He's a huge liar. I looked it up. He was 23 years old when they made this movie. Why couldn't he just say he lived with his parents? Thoughts? Yeah, and and also, maybe yet another 80s thing. How many butlers exist? <laughs> Zero. Zero. A lot of fucking butlers in the 80s. Zero. And also, he calls his butler Monroe. Come on. Well, Monroe was not he, wearing pants. he had just watched an episode of Too Close for Comfort. Obviously, Monroe. Um, so that was so. Then she's over him. She just bounces right out of the apartment. She's done. Um, we're twenty five minutes into this movie. Where yeah, you, there's, where, where there's you, no dead bodies. Yeah, well, you, yeah. The whole trailer there. The, you know that the Bernie dies at some point. We're twenty five minutes in the movie. He's not dead yet. How long were attention spans in 1989? Because I was super fucking bored by this point. Yeah. yeah. I was ready for some murder. Yeah, for sure. Um, I was ready to murder Richard. 
another thing, I don't know if you guys noticed this. I first noticed it in the um in the apartment scene when he's at his parents' apartment. For some reason, Jonathan Silverman, and I respect this, he's a cool rings guy, he has a <laughs> wedding band on his ring finger. What? Throughout the movie. Uh, it's just like the that. Karate Kid Part Three. Like you have to be friends with the girl, you can't really date her, kind of deal. Like, <laughs> oh, like a don't... like a promise ring. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we just gonna be friends with the lively girl. I, I'm I'm married. <laughs> uh, it's a, it's weird if you if I and I don't suggest this, but if you were to go back and watch this movie, you'll see that he's wearing a wedding ring throughout, or a gold band on his on his uh, left ring finger. Um, so what else happens? The, um, oh, the dad, when the dad comes in the apartment, I don't mean to dwell on this, but he's doing a, a lot of grunting. Like what is, is he unwell or something? He walks in, he's like, <clears throat> <clears throat> he's, he doesn't look to be in great shape. I mean, he's oh. got a, he's got a tremendous boiler. Uh, yeah, he's in his boxers. It's a, it's a weird thing. Um, so then we finally get to Bernie's beach house and he's running around on his boat and he's supposed to be this but, rich, rich guy. On. I will yeah. point out the dad, that might've been the one true moment of genuine comedy. Like a fat yeah. guy talking shit in his boxers. That, that actually was kind of funny. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, I, if you, I mean, we're, yeah. Any port in a storm here, there's nothing <laughs> going on in this movie. I mean, the big, funny. his big joke was cause uh, Jonathan Silverman's like, uh, Monroe, why don't you lay out my Navy suit for tomorrow? And the dad's like, how about I lay you out? <laughs> but that's It's the dad yeah. just telling him to fuck off. Yeah, Not is, Jonathan Silverman's part. Yeah. It's kind of funny when the it dad is. is like, fuck you. Yeah. Um, so there's, everyone's headed to Bernie's beach house. He's running around. He's supposed to be some rich guy and he's running. He's got, the, he's got the Porsche golf cart. Yeah. He's got the Porsche golf cart, but he's running around. I don't know what the, the budget was 15 million. I'm sure you could have rented a boat for a day for like 600 because he's got like a 19 foot glass drawn. It's like a, it's like an $18,000 boat. It's not, we're not talking a cigarette boat. We're not talking uh, a, uh, I can't think of a high end boat right now, but uh, it's, I, I I was a little taken out by uh, his weak ass boat, uh, and then the hitman the hitman's um, already made his way over to the island. And then something happens, and this happens a lot in movies. Larry and uh, and Richard are barely just gonna make it in time as the ferry's pulling away, so they have to run down the dock. They one crazy summer it. Yeah, and leap from the dock to the boat was there a movie in the 1980s where there was a boat leaving scene where the where the cast members just walked up and like showed their ticket and just walked right onto the boat or did, or did they they exclusively had to leap from from the but, wooden dock to the boat yeah and they did some heavy-handed bernie is a, is a real shit so you want him to be murdered yeah like he was real shitty to the help, so you felt like, oh, well, then that's fine if he gets murdered here. <laughs> right? He's he, he um he'd fired his like he wasn't paying. So somebody that worked for him, he fired him, and the guy had like taken up residence in the pilings underneath Bernie's house. I think it's a fireball offense, which was a little weird. Like he was he was he was sleeping in the daytime in a sleeping bag. 
just like in an, under the footing <laughs> of the way. house. Yeah, it was very weird. And how about how about the uh, the Japanese guy who was dressed like Jungle Jack Hanna? Yeah, who's he was like watering plants on the inside, and Bernie yeah. just kicks him in the ass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, okay. I mean, Japanese gardener guys, come on. Have we right. like not do? Have we not? But why was he in that? all khaki like he was oh. working at the San Diego Zoo? That was his uniform. That was his gardening uniform. Yeah. <laughs> um, so finally, we're nearly 35 minutes into the movie, and the hitman shows up at Bernie's place. And and Bernie's living a life, by the way. Like this is he's got he's got a bitching '80s house on the beach. Like things are going it's pretty very well for him. Gordon Gecko with the giant phone. I'm Hamptons. all in. I'm all in. Yeah. I'm 100 percent in on whatever he's got this going on. To be my adult summer. Totally. Me too. So um, he's so the hitman shows up and he's like, "Hey, I'm here, hitman." And he's like, "Wait, you're not supposed to be here yet. Uh, you know, I." Just, I need, I haven't even written the note or whatever. Like he's, uh, because he's supposed to be there to kill Richard and Larry. And then the hitman, cause you're thinking, well, how's I, you know, I hadn't seen this movie since it came out. I was like, how does he kill him again? And oh. he does the old, Hey, look over there. But he just says, um, can you get me a cigarette? And Bernie turns away and then he, then he hypodermics him in the ass. He pumps him in the ass, which I don't know. It'd be kind of easy to, figure out cause of death yeah I, that's what i thought <laughs> mark you had a thought there i uh i wasn't like the, the whole hitman scene these uh these guys aren't like the, <laughs> the whole movie's this way but they're like the least convincing contract killers on the planet like totally you'll find out later as the i think the the maybe the shittiest climax in movie history yes but these are the least intimidating people on the planet so you know, this is a 90 minute movie. We're 35 minutes in and the, he, he goes out by like a heroin overdose in the ass. Yes. Like, yeah. It's just, it, it's, it is cocaine city. They're like, we got $15 million. We're not doing any rewrites. Right. We're taking that money and we're just buying blow. You got your take. That's it. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. We're not redoing this thing. No one. It was one take all the way around. Um, so, so the, the boys yeah. show up at the house. Yeah, yeah. The Larry and Richard show up, and they just like um, Bernie's house. It's like open house, so they just cruise in, and they're like, "This is fucking awesome." Richard or uh, Larry cracks a bottle of champagne. He's drinking out of the bottle of champagne, but, which is impossible before, to do. Before before that, when they walk onto the property, now if you got invited to your boss's cool place, you'd be like, "Oh, this is this is great." However, he sees the pool, and he. And announces i'm getting laid larry <laughs> like i am definitely well, going to have yeah. sex in my boss's pool i mean you could have a good time but not necessarily fucking his pool you're saying but he was he was establishing this you're saying he was gonna he was going to birth a colony of sea monkeys in the <laughs> and in also bernie's pool water sex more no, it difficult work. than the movie. It doesn't mo work. The mo it's very difficult. It doesn't work. It's, very, it's a bummer. Yeah, it's I, really it's always a bummer. It was. It was a very. I, it was a very difficult mechanical the, task. The moisture. The, the, the moisture is all carried away by the. It's the yeah. viscosity. The viscosity yeah. is ruined by the water in the pool. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. a real bummer. Chlorine's yeah. not. Is this the thing. scene where yeah. someone just walks in, like the girl walks in, and is like, "I'm taking the boat." You mean Tawny? Tawny. There's no point yeah. for Tawny other than. 
for her to be well a Baywatch person you in get, this movie. You get another creepy line from Larry. He goes, "Hi, Tawny. I'm horny." What? <laughs> Larry, you okay, buddy? Okay. I got. I gotta admit, I was I was pretty into Tawny, although everyone seemed so much older back then because she's supposed to be like a a twenty two year old ingenue. She comes in, she's got the um, thong tube sock, tube socks with a thong. That was very much a look in the eighties where she's got like the big leg warmer socks with like the Reebok jazzercise. Yeah. Well, let me ask you a question about this. So this idea that everybody looks older. How fucking old do you think the guy who played Bernie is in this movie in real life? Oh, in 1989? In 1989. Uh, I know the answer. 52. Yeah, I'd say like 57. He's right at 49 years old when this movie came out. Now, how, how big of a bummer that he went to acting school and all of that stuff, yeah. but really the only thing he's known for is he played a good dead guy. Well, yeah. that's he crushes in, it as a dead guy, by the way. That's in question because just a, in a in a few minutes after Tawny comes in and borrows the keys, we get to like thirty five minutes into the movie, and finally they discover Bernie and this and the hijinks begin. And they go to carry him downstairs, and he is so clearly not dead. He is doing the fucking worst impression of a dead guy. They're carrying him downstairs. He's, like, helping them as they carry him. And then they all fall onto the couch, and Bernie is clearly holding himself up on the couch with his dead-ass arms. Shitty dead guy performance. How about the fact that they stroll up on him, and he's wearing sunglasses, and they're like, Oh, he must be asleep or something. And then they immediately start smacking him in the face as hard as they oh, can. Yes. <laughs> That's Larry. If you saw your boss asleep, would yeah. you just you just start fucking him up? Like La- what is that? Larry starts whacking him on the top of the head, like wake up and then he's like, I'll make some coffee. Like what's he's fucking catatonic. Like if you think he's asleep, how's he gonna drink coffee? What is that all about? <laughs> just gonna pour it on his arms. Um <laughs> so the, then like they're like, What's going on? And then it t- Richard's like sitting with Bernie. They still think he's alive. Larry's making the coffee and Richard finds Bernie's gear in his pocket. And then it's only after that he finds his yayo and his uh, hypodermic needle that he's like, oh, wait, he's not. Um, He's not sleeping. He's dead. He's just dead. He does the thing where he like um tries to get his breath, see if he's breathing he's- on the glasses. It's pretty easy to tell when somebody's dead. By the way, like I, yeah. I think you'd know right away. Well, they shit themselves. Yeah, they do. <laughs> so then, here's the thing. This is where the and movie he was light, wearing light pants, so you would know. Yeah, this is. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. It's um, it's Labor Day. It's hot. We've determined that it's hot. They're at the beach. Um, Silverman shows up. He's wearing. He's got shorts on, which I'll give him credit for. But under that, he has like a long sleeve chambray, like denim shirt, way too warm. And then you're even that would be too much. And then he's capped it with a woman's white blazer <laughs> with shoulder pads, like an Ann Taylor. Yes, over yes, overcoat. Some, something your grandmother would have been wearing in the 1980s. He was wearing that also. And Larry's doing yeah. the layers too. Long yeah. sleeve t-shirt under a Hawaiian shirt with 
uh, khaki pants. Yeah, and he's got the he's got like yeah. the Ed Grimley khakis on where they're four sizes too big. They're they're yeah. cinched up to his tits. Like they're what? Why are they dressed <laughs> like that? They're at the beach. I just I I didn't notice what anybody else was wearing because of the blazer and the khaki shorts and the long sleeve shirt yes. Richard was wearing. Every time you wore it, I was like, "There's no one has ever ever dressed that way ever." No one goes no, out of the no, house like that. No, especially to a warm climate. It was crazy. It was crazy the way he was dressed. Uh, and then, so then they're like debating what to do. They're like, okay, he's dead. Should we call somebody? What's going on here? And then a party breaks out. Like 400 people come pouring in to the house. And there's like the 80s ed- stereotype party. Every kind of 80s person there was like the gay guy art dealer there was like the super drunk party guy then there was like the arnold schwarzenegger weightlifter who was hanging out with a jeff spicoli weightlifter like there was there was one of everybody was there not that was just a roving pack of douchebags they just come rolling in the the two weightlifter guys that to me uh, i when he like cracking his neck and rubbing his shoulders, like yes. yeah. yeah, he's really loose. I'm like, no, actually, rigor is probably setting in, and he should be stiff as a board. And I I would point out because uh, the 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 like super tight jawed rich guy that's talking and drinking, uh, the ADR in this movie is awful. Where like they dub, <laughs> yeah. There are so yep. many times I I definitely think there were at least seven to ten times where somebody's lips aren't moving and it's not like the back of their head where you could do this. Their lips aren't moving and there are words coming out. So they, they ADR the shit out of this movie. Yeah. They, it was always terrible dubbed lines. They do it at the end where the, um, where oh, the woman, well, no, the, the hitman ends up with his face. Spoiler alert. The hitman ends up with his face, like smashed in the crook of Bernie's elbow. And he's talking and it's like, there's like echo sound effect. It, he sounds perfectly clear, but his face should be muffled inside the elbow, inside <laughs> Bernie's jacket. But it's like totally sounds fine. Um, so what else? So the party's going. Well, the weightlifter guys, I will say pretty sweet shirts. They're both wearing torsos by Tony. Uh, <laughs> shirts. The, um, the, the Schwarzenegger guys like, Hey dude, you need to pump some iron. Very, very of a time. Uh, and the one chick goes digging into his pocket for yayo. Yeah, she she finds, she's like, do you yeah. have something for me? And uh, like that is very realistic. Um, yeah. So Richard still wearing his wedding band. Also, I notice he's one of these upside down watch guys. Oh, oh boy. Got it, got it. Still got it on the left hand. But he's got the face of the you watch. You gotta turn it inside. Yeah, the face of the watch pointing down the buckle of the watch. When is the last time you saw somebody wear their watch like that? Sean Wayne Gacy, maybe. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, last person to have that had uh, human skin lampshades. <laughs> so the the guys are like, look. We should definitely call the police, but also this party's raging and we might get some butt. So how about we just hang out for a while and then like once things die down, then we'll call the cops and get Bernie's body dealt with. And then so then they pick him up and 
instead of taking him to his bedroom, because you figure you could go, oh, he's he's, he's dead tired, you know, like you uh you just hike him upstairs and drop him on his bed. They go outside past the pool to the <laughs> railing where he immediately falls like 30 feet from the railing down to the beach and lands yeah, on his back. Somebody sees that. They're like, you just murdered Bernie. Yeah, they, <laughs> the yes, party's yes, over. Exactly. You you, we just saw two guys murder Bernie by throwing him 30 feet onto his head. <laughs> Nobody notices, but they're like, ah, oh, fuck it. We'll just leave him there. Um, Richard. Yeah, the girl shows up. The love interest. Gwen. The mannish one. Yeah. And if you ever, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but every time I was at a beach with a girl I really wanted to have sex with, I was like, let's go, like, enter an abandoned lighthouse and climb stairs. (laughs) You too? They go up to the lighthouse, and what's what's the reason behind going to the top of the lighthouse? I don't know. They want to check out the view. It's at least... It's night. It's pitch black. It's 10 p.m. (laughs) It's... You couldn't see anything, they, and there's a million flights of stairs. They get to the top of the lighthouse, and uh, and Jonathan Silverman's like, "My God, you can see the whole island from up here." No, you can't. It's not a full moon. It's fucking completely dark outside. You can't you see. You can't anything. see one thing. It's pitch black. You, you can see the beach like three feet from the lighthouse. Yeah, and what what <laughs> happens? He almost dies because it's so dark. Oh no, he gets he gets blinded by the light yeah. from the lighthouse. Did not see that coming. Which, yep. Another another eighties move. How many times have you seen people fall down multiple flights of stairs yes, outside many, the eighties? Many, and they're yeah. always just fine. Not, it's not like the staircase. Yeah, yeah his elbow was a little bit banged up. Yeah. Yeah. he fell down like three flights of stairs. Yeah, gold plating. <laughs> gold plating is what I call it. Um. So Richard, but for whatever reason, Gwen. And that fit ass body of hers is ready to let Richard yeah. get some skins Let's on the do beach some from here to eternity. Again, action. again, mm-hmm. beach sex. There's sand. There's water. There's right. salt. There's yeah. all the things you don't want near your genitals when you're trying to get it in. Something I've also done just once. Yes, yeah. not worth it. Um, but. As they're trying to bang it out, I mean, I need a cool, dry place. Yeah, hundred percent agree. I, I like, I like to do my sexing in beds. I don't know, to call yeah. me crazy. I, I find right. a bed to be the ideal sand? place. But they don't even pick. They don't even pick dry sand. No. They, they sit right. down in the wet sand. Yeah, Nobody wants to sit in wet the, sand below the tide line. And we've determined they're not in bathing suits. I, I don't think they even brought bathing suits, and they're, they're never in bathing suits. They're as they're about to get it on. Who washes up on the beach next to them? Bernie. And here to me, again, this is a perfect out. Oh, he's washed away. Who knows what happened to it? Well, I'm absolved. Like, I don't need to be involved in Bernie's Bernie's death anymore. Like, this is the perfect resolution. Hey, what happened to Bernie? Not sure. Oh, he washed up on a beach. Must have Roll died. credits. And he had poison in his system. Yes. Like, if they ever find him, it would be like, well, we're, I didn't poison anyone. Right. But no, they don't. He goes, he, he foils his own chances to get laid. And he goes and ruins Larry's chance because he goes back to the house. And for some reason, even though it, it seemed like he left about 20 minutes before, 
when he gets back to the house, there's no one there left except for the one super drunk guy sitting on the couch. And Larry's upstairs trying to clock it with some chick and Richard cock blocks him, gets him out of the house to go collect Bernie from a place that he could have just been found by the authorities. Yeah. Just leave him there. Why, and how come that wasn't Larry's advice? Just leave him there. <laughs> Checkmate. Um, so they go collect him. And this is where the movie gets real weird. They go collect Bernie and they throw him in bed. And then the, the girl, that girlfriend shows up, Vito's girlfriend. I don't think we get a name on her. At least I don't remember what it was. No, I looked her up and yeah. she's known as Vito's girl. Or Vito's girl. Okay. So she shows up. And uh, she's like, where's Vito? He stood me up, that piece of shit. He's cheating. He's two-timing me. And they're like, oh, you don't want to go up there? And then she's like, I'm going up there. So she goes up there. And they're like waiting for her to scream. And they're drinking champagne, just sitting on the couch, sitting uncomfortably close to each other, by the way. And they're just kind of (laughs) like waiting. And then about 10 minutes later, well, she goes up there and you could see from outside because one of Vito's henchmen is out there with binos glass in the bedroom and he sees clearly that she gets up there and she starts riding Bernie's dead ass dick. <laughs> and I don't know, yeah. maybe the rigors kicked in and it's it got stiff. Yeah, it stiffens yeah. up. Little clerk's action. But <laughs> I, I, the reason why I knew her name was Vito's girl because I looked her up because she had the worst, the absolute worst New York accent, which is kind of if you're an actor, New York accent is the easiest thing to do. And she's from, I think, from like North Carolina. She does a terrible New York accent. So bad. She was trying to do like a Marissa Tomei, my cousin Vinny type of right. performance, but does not pull it off. Then, so she comes up. She comes out of the bedroom satisfied, so satisfied, in fact, that she's compelled to scat. What was that? If you watch that scene, her mouth is not moving. That's an ADR scene where she's she's scatting, but her mouth doesn't move in the in the movie. Uh, yes, it's the whole thing. It's just nuts. Um, she and comes out and she's Silverman and Larry and uh, what's his name? They're sharing a cushion on the couch. Yeah, they're very close to each other. Um, she demands a scotch. He he pours her like a five finger pour. Um, they and then who's the guy that's spying on him? He wasn't it's, the hitman. It's, like, the, it's the other guy. It's like the consigliere. There's two dudes. And here's a, here's another casting thing. They kind of look alike. Yeah. So the hitman and Vito's like guy, they both kind of look similar. So it gets confusing. Um. So Larry and Richard are like, oh, my God, it's been such a long day. Richard's like, I'm going to crash. They're like, let's figure out what to do about this tomorrow. Meanwhile, there's like forensics, you know, even in 1989. Like they're going to when they show up, when the cops show up, they're going to be like, hey, this body's cold. Like how like what's going on? How long has he been dead? They don't seem to be thinking about that because Larry just wants to get another piece of ass. So he's like, I'm going to the next party. You go to sleep here. And meanwhile, they're in this huge mansion. There has to be many, many bedrooms to this place, at least three or four bedrooms. And, and there's a couch. There's a 
huge mauve colored couch in the living room. And, and Richard goes, I'm going to go to bed. And he goes to bed on this like eighties shaped. Like, like glove seat. Yeah. It's thing. like not, not definitely not long enough to get your legs on. He's got to curl up in a little ball to go to sleep on this thing. And then he covers, he covers himself <laughs> with a towel. And then ends up sleeping. He wakes up the next day. It's 1130. And Larry, who I think is, he's gone off the deep end at this point. Yeah. He, he set up like contraptions, like uh, data from Goonies. He's got all kinds of things going on. Yeah, there. he's toted Bernie outside to sort of like display him as murderers right. often do. Yeah, and, he's doing uh, the wave with the with the uh, pulley system. Yeah, he's, he's got, having him wave to people. Yeah, he's got a pulley system so he can wave to people on the beach while he plays Monopoly with Bernie yeah. slash himself as Bernie. It's the the least realistic thing in this unrealistic movie was the excitement he had over playing Monopoly. Because Monopoly yeah. is a game that everybody quits after it's like a long. couple of turns. It's too long. It's a terrible game. When does it end? It never, it never ends. ends. Till everybody runs out of money, which takes quite a long time. No, I've never played the game to the end. It's the worst game. We've oh. left the house with the board there. I mean, like, we'll just come back to it. You never play it. You like, never come back you to it. You just never come back. No. No. Never. It's a terrible game. Um, so then it's then Gwen shows up and she's been like trying to say thanks to Bernie for her this summer job for like the last I don't know the whole movie. And it's, it's finally at this point that they break it to her or she discovers that Bernie is in fact dead. They, they learn the, um, they discover the whole plot and, and determine that it was that they listen to his answering machine and they learn that it, he was about to kill them. They also find a hundred for one second, a hundred grand. Yes, please. 70 minutes. There's 20 minutes left in this movie. By the time this happens, like, 70 minutes into the movie, they finally figure out what was really going to happen to them, but did not stop or change them from being two of the shittiest human beings on the planet. Like imagine if they had known from the jump that they were going to be like the ones marked for death because they paraded a dead guy around a party and just kind of went off to go DTF. And it's, it's like, a, like a, this ridiculous concept. These are shitty human beings. Yeah. And yeah. think, think about the fact that we were talking about how long it takes for Bernie to be dead. And then yeah. that's like 40 minutes and then he's dead. And then by like the one hour mark, they've already played out all of the dead body tricks. Yeah. So the last, the last half hour of the movie is rehashing the same joke with the dead yeah. body propping it up. So there's only 20 minutes where something happens in this movie. It's a sitcom. Yeah. Yep. It's they. There wasn't a lot there, obviously. And then this Larry, I'm really disappointed in him because he seems like a real piece of shit. Oh, and by the way, what's the the? And this obviously could never happen today because Bernie has written he had wanted to stage it to look like a murder suicide where Larry had um had killed Richard and then himself because Richard was not supportive of Larry's um attempt to get a sex change mm. operation. Yeah. I don't I feel like we're post. Just wouldn't flow today. No. 
just got an old up. He's, just, he, he just watched Dog Day Afternoon. And he was short on ideas. Yes. So, um, but then also they find a hundred grand cash and they don't take it. They just leave it there. Just leave a hundred grand. These guys, one guy lives with his parents. The other guy lives in a roach infested part, apartment. They're both about to be jobless because I imagine the SEC is going to come in and have a look around what's going on at Bernie's insurance company. Right. Uh, Take the hundred grand. To get guys. Arthur Anderson. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Take the hundred grand. Like you guys are, you guys are good. Nobody's going to miss it. Nobody knows it exists. Have the money, but they don't. They leave it there. Um, the kid with a bowl cut has, oh, Bernie's back. Oh, They've dropped him on the beach kids. again. Yeah. Always terrible. Kid oh. with the bowl cut buries him. There's a golf cart chase because they're trying to get back to the ferry. There's a lot of, whacking of people with heavy objects so these um the hitman murders him again chokes him out yes chokes him to death and then they they um they bernie has a rug that's the big reveal in one scene. yep there's they they have to staple his again forensics they're gonna be like who stapled this guy's toupee back on his head with the with the arrow t50 stapler they uh they're... they tie his legs to their own do like the three-legged. I kind of like race that. Yeah, thing. yeah. They did like a yeah. They uh they tied his legs to theirs to, to get on the ferry. They don't make it on the ferry. They steal the boat, and this is like the whole. This is the takeaway. Wait, wait, before scene. that, yeah. How about when they just knocked out the two employees? Yes, twice. They treated, oh, them, they treated them worse than Bernie did. Well, I feel like they could be charged criminally for that. Like and accessory you after a the fact. Four to the back of some unsuspecting person's head That's, yes you, you might kill this is three parents. times yes <laughs> um the then, boat scene is so frustrating oh it's so number stupid. one there why they, did they need to prop them yeah they didn't need to prop them but two once they get on the boat they don't have like a plan where they just drip going out. Well, we're just going to go out into the uh, Atlantic and see how far we can take this boat. So you, like, as- you assume, right, that they're going back to New York City. They get out on the boat and because this is the, how they're making their escape. They're like, we have to have Bernie with us so people think he's alive so they don't kill us. But you're like, the, the assumption is that they're heading back to get the authorities. So they leave and they're driving in this boat. It seems like half the movie. <laughs> so you're like, and then finally they figured out they can't start the boat. They they're tied to the dock still. Bernie's skiing behind the boat the whole time. Finally, just get his ass beat to death by right. Waves. They figured it out. They've been driving for 25 minutes, and the boat runs out of gas. So they swim ashore directly in front of Bernie's house. They've been gone. They could have <laughs> ma- been all the way back. To New York by now, but instead yeah, the they're right flies. where they left. Manhattan from. is not that far away, right? There's immediately at the spot they took off from for, for some reason. They go back to his house. The uh, the hitman shows up. He's lost his mind because he's already killed this guy twice, and now he sees him alive again. He shoots. He unloads his gun into him. He attempts to kill Larry and Richard. Um, there's opera playing. Eventually, the hitman is felled by the tried and true <laughs> kick to the nuts by Bernie, the dead man. 
And again, this is a very eighties thing, like getting, getting oh, kicked, the phone cord, right? Getting kicked in the nuts is while painful is not necessarily like the debilitating injury. You didn't break, you didn't break your femur. Right. You're just, you're just in pain. It hurts to get kicked in the nuts, but it's not like, you're not like paralyzed. And he was, he's paralyzed. And then Andrew McCarthy attempts to garrot the bad guy with a phone cord, which again, he's, he's at this point, he's polished his heavy implement to the back of the head skill. I don't know why. Because they, they hit the workers again, right? They knock him out a second time. Yes, yes. They've, they've all been knocked yep. out. But he attempts to garrote him, ends up like winding him up with the phone cord. He collapses into Bernie's, the crook of Bernie's elbow. Um, the, the police arrive. The day is saved. And we are ready for Weekend at Bernie's Part 2. Guys, any thoughts? Electric Boogaloo. Uh, uh, I did yes. read that there was this movie, there was accounting fraud and people got sued for fraudulent financial reporting on this set. So life imitated art. Yeah. I saw that the, the coked out director and the coked out writer said that they didn't get their due um, residuals from this and they had to sue production. Right. And uh, I, I know then didn't Andrew McCarthy after this make mannequin? So he once again was posing with a oh, lifeless right. body. Yes, Kim like Cattrall. And I bet he smoked a lot of uh, heaters during well, that movie too. We won't be reviewing it on this podcast, so I will never know what I've never yeah, seen. No, mannequin. We're, we're definitely not doing that. No. Um, okay. Well, that's it. And now he's a travel. He's a he's a travel writer for National Geographic. Andrew McCarthy. Yeah, he's a, I think a photographer, something. He was real bitter about the being known as a uh, Brad Pack guy. I I, I want to be known as an anything guy. Yeah, like the paychecks were probably good as fuck. Like what? Yeah, <laughs> he was. Uh, I remember just him from Less Than Zero. That's like, oh, he was in Less Than Zero. Yeah, Julian. And he was. Was he uh, pretty in pink? Was that the? He uh, was the good guy. Yeah, he was the good guy in Pretty in Pink. St. Elmo's Fire, obviously, coming soon. Um, he's, it looks like he's in something. Finding Julia, 2019, but he hasn't been in anything since 2016. Uh-oh. He's going to be finding a new lung Uh-oh. if he's starring in anything soon. Yeah, good point. Uh, he's in – this is some type of uh, – is this porno? Uh-oh. It's Asian. Eurasian acting student Julia Shamani Ha Fuang is unable to enjoy the privileged life she shares with her doting father, Andrew McCarthy, haunted by the tragic early death. Oh, I'm out. I'm out. I've already read enough. I won't be seeing this, but good to see that Andrew McCarthy is back in the game doing bad movies. All right. That's it. Unless you guys have anything to add. No, it, it, it's it's a weird movie in that, like I was just saying, there's only about 20 minutes where things are moving in any direction. Yeah. Beyond that, it was like an hour and 10 minutes of time killing. It really sucked. Yeah. It was probably the worst movie we've ever reviewed on the show. Still, Howard the Duck. Right. 
Well, we can agree that the worst music we've ever heard in a movie is white reggae. A lot of white reggae. By the way, we should mention the the movie supervisor, the guy that does all the music in this movie, Andy Summers from the police. Police. That's is that Sting's brother? Or no, that's Summoner, Gordon Summoner. Different last name. Um, yeah, it was the, the movie, the whole reggae vibe of it was awful. There's really not anything good about it. The whole movie is terrible. Even like Tawny, the, um, the Insta honey that comes in to borrow the boat. She's only there for a second. Like there's not, there's not, not, you know, TNA was a big thing in the eighties and there's hardly any of it. There's no, there's no titties. This is a, this is a PG 13. Oh. I want to tell you something real quick. I told Ryan in Wichita that we were going to be doing this movie and his response was, Oh cool. I jerked off a lot to that movie when I was a kid. Wow. Oh, was he, do you have a thing for Bernie? He might've likes, he's a weird dude. So, you know, just bikinis in general. I mean, he lives in Kansas. So, (laughs) you know, you, you see nothing like that where he lives. There's not really anything to, I mean, I don't know what people get going to, yeah. but there's really like nothing in this movie. Oh, Eloise DeJoria is Tawny. Hold on. Oh my God. She's married. Mm. Tawny's married to the Paul Mitchell guy. What? Yes. Texas, ne- Texas native Eloise DeJoria made her film debut in songwriter starring Willie Nelson, blah, blah, blah. Wild hearts. Uh, Eloise, yeah, she's married to or was married to um, John Paul DeJoria, the Paul Mitchell guy that got the ponytail. Wow. Something. Um, yeah, that's probably the most interesting thing you've told me about this movie. Yeah, I got to agree. All right, guys. Excellent job all the way around. We appreciate it. Weekend at Bernie's for Mark the Nomad, that reporter Thank from you. Michigan. For Ed Daly, my name is Brian Beckner. This has been the Weekend at Bernie's edition of the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. We will see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hell yes, the lifestyle's baller Podcast getting bigger and not smaller Broadcasting weekly, that's what we do With Easy Ed Daily and the man Jay Stew And Brian Beckner, quick to dissect The week in sports and culture and whatever Plus you know there's Kate with a C But she's known as Fancy Pop to you and me Talking loud covers, conundrums, my brothers Reviewing some movies and shows and the others Top podcast, man, no one is above us Five star, even the haters will love us And we're not trying to talk politics a lot We'd much rather talk about dick a lot, shit so hot, man. You know the shit's on top. Top podcast, man. It really hits the spot. Listen up, you players and shot callers. TBLS, the lifestyle's baller, and you know the show is so flawless. TBLS, the lifestyle's baller. Listen up, you players and shot callers. TBLS, the lifestyle's baller, and you know the show is for all us. TBLS, the lifestyle's baller. special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.